0: Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com.
1: 619-988-0924. When you need tires or- service count on conover tires wheels and service in oceanside for a full range of affordable options and all the brands you trust see their great customer reviews and special offers online hours tuesday through friday 7 30 to 5 30 and saturdays 7 30 to 5 call dan and his team at 760-439-1631 conover tires wheels and service 2405 oceanside boulevard in oceanside 760-439-1631
0: 619-222-0766. You're on educateforlife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become
1: I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over. She. We're now at DEFCON 1.
0: Did you say carnivore or carnivore?
1: Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800 243 9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover.
2: Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And if you've been following the news, there's a pretty controversial subject in the news right now. Um, There is a woman who joined ISIS at 19 years old. She was a U.S. woman. She joined ISIS and she now regrets it and is trying to get back into the U.S. She says here, I've realized I made a big mistake and I know I've ruined my future and my son's future and I deeply, deeply regret it, Muthana told The Guardian. I would tell them... The U.S. officials, please forgive me for being so ignorant. I was really young and ignorant, and I was 19 when I decided to leave. I believe that America gives second chances. I want to return, and I'll never come back to the Middle East. America America can take my passport, and I wouldn't mind, she said. Muthana is originally from Hoover, Alabama. In 2014, while a student at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, she told her family she was traveling to Atlanta to attend a school trip Instead, she boarded a plane to Turkey and ultimately settled in Syria. Muthana had been talking with members of the Islamic State online and spent months secretly planning the move. When she arrived in Syria, she began working as a recruiter for ISIS on Twitter. She was raised in a Muslim family, but they don't agree with the extreme views of ISIS. She's been married three times since arriving in Syria. Her first two husbands died while fighting for ISIS. After the death of her first husband, she tweeted, "Americans, wake up, men and women all together. You have you have much to do while you live under our greatest enemy. Enough of your sleeping. Go on drive bys, spill all of their blood, or rent a big truck and drive all over them, uh, kill them." When speaking of the Guardian, Mathana said she was arrogant and brainwashed. She said she hasn't been in contact with U.S. officials. Mathana's attorney, Hassan Shibley, told. Uh, the, the newspaper, he made contact with the FBI in order to arrange for FBI officials to question her and take her into custody. However, he said U.S. officials haven't shown interest in her case. And uh, just recently, about uh, yesterday, actually, I believe it was, Trump actually said that they're not going to be allowing her back into the U.S. And, um, you know, currently, the Muslim population in America is increasing. It's about, a, uh, as far as I understand, about a 100,000 per year increase And I thought it was important um, to get the perspective of somebody who actually has a ministry to Muslims. His name is Pastor George Saeed. And uh, Pastor George, I wanted to welcome you to the program today.
3: Thank you so much, brother. It's an honor to be here.
2: Absolutely. And I think what you're doing is so critical and so important. And um, for our listeners out there to know how to pray for what you're doing, how to pray for Muslims in um, our country and around the world who need the love of Jesus— um, and your website's ministrytomuslims.com, dot com is that right
3: yes ministry two which is t o
2: yeah muslims dot com yeah okay great now um so uh, pastor pastor George, why don't you take us back to um, your life uh you know when you grew up um, you were not a Muslim, but you did grow up in Sudan can you take us back to your um, upbringing, your family, and when you met christ personally
3: sure um my parents uh, were originally my grandparents from syria my parents were born in sudan but with a syrian background uh we were roman catholic and we grew up as a roman catholic but we were very nominal uh like we go to church only if someone getting married or someone dying yeah yeah. uh but um, not until 1984 when my two older brothers, uh, they started attending a Christian center on Wednesday night uh, where the government at that time, they allowed Christian students to attend Christian classes on Wednesday night. Uh, and that's when they accepted Christ through Pastor Alfred William. He was an Egyptian, grew up in Sudan. He was working for an Amer- American organization called S- um, Sorry, Ambassadors for Christ, mm. uh, but in a church building it called SIM, Sudan Intermission, and that's where my brothers uh, accepted christ as the lord and savior um the transformation of their life how the jesus changed their life uh that's attracted my parents to start attending that church in 1987 uh, i was 11 years old and that's when i accepted christ as the lord and savior during a revival meeting
2: wow that's awesome uh,
3: right immediately after that uh, the lord really gave me heart for the muslim uh, people uh, especially that uh Prior to that, I was attending Islamic classes. And even if I succeeded to not attend Islam as a class, uh, as a lesson, uh, they still give us Islam during the Arabic lessons, using Quranic verses, or during history, during every opportunity they have, they will insert Islam our way. And as I studied Islam in school, I realized that they have no hope of salvation Mm. I I know a lot of my kid, uh, friends' uh, kids in the school. They they really work so hard to please Allah. They they trying to work to fast Ramadan to pray five times a day. But they still they have no assurance of salvation. And when I came to know Christ as the Lord and Savior, I discover that there's this, this is what the Muslims they need to know mm. that Jesus can save them for. For sure that he, they can have that guarantee yeah. they are safe.
2: So, a lot of Muslims, you would say, actually live in fear that I'm not, do, am I being good enough that I, Allah is going to actually accept me and I'm going to get to go to heaven?
3: Yes. Uh, for example, Allah is listed more than 20 times as uh, Allah is love or loving God. But always when they mention the word Allah is love, right after that, there's a list of conditions that they have to meet to be loved by Allah. And deep in the heart of every Muslim, they know they cannot meet his requirement to be loved by him.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's vastly different, of course, than Christianity and the fact that we're saved by grace and God's love for us is not based on what we do.
3: Absolutely. While we are yet sinner, Christ came and died for us.
2: Amen. So, um, now, when did you move to America? And uh, you're here, right here locally in San Diego now.
3: No, I am in uh, Orange County oh, area. Oh, okay, that, okay, uh, Southern California. I, we, we do a lot of work in San Diego and other places. Uh, I came to United States in 1996, and um, sadly, I get distracted in the American lifestyle, like uh, work longer hours and pay more bills. And, <laughs> uh, not until um, in 2000, um, I was working in a market, and a, a homeless man asked me to. If I can allow him to take the empty boxes to sell them to make some money, and I start allowing him to do that, one day he came to share the gospel with me. The homeless man. Yes. Wow. And he found that <laughs> he found that I'm a Christian, uh-huh. uh, and um, it's is awesome. But um, uh, when he found that I'm Christian, and I shared with him about Sudan and what's happening in Sudan, the persecution and the killing of over two million Christians in Sudan. Uh, he asked me to write my name in a piece of paper. And two weeks later, he came with a flyer and my name in it as a guest speaker to Downey, California Christian businessman. And and it's amazing how the Lord used that one meeting.
2: The homeless man did this?
3: Yes. uh, (laughs) Let's go back a little bit. uh, uh, Maybe maybe he was an
2: angel or something. (laughs) (laughs) There's a piano
3: store. uh, The owner is a Christian guy in Paramount, California. Uh He brings homeless people. He give them uh, to allow them to use shower and stuff in his house, and every Monday he do Bible study for them. And those that they willing to change their lifestyle, uh, they, he will give them to train them how to fix piano, and he will give them a job. And uh, that guy, uh, now he is actually like a manager to that piano store.
2: Wow, that's amazing.
3: Yeah, it's just awesome. But uh, he's an amazing guy, and 20 years later, just recently went and spoke in the same uh, Downey Christian businessman meeting. Wow. It's just awesome. Uh, but in that meeting, he brought key individuals, Arabic Christian pastors and other leaders, and it, it's amazing. This, is, this was just a few weeks, uh, few, sorry, a few months before September 11. Uh. And uh, a few weeks later, after that meeting, I was in Anaheim at the Arabic shopping center, and I saw a vision of a big tent and Muslims coming to hear the gospel. And I went across the street right away and asked, who's the owner of this land? I found that it's the... Uh, the doctor next door And I talked to him I found out he's a Christian He allowed me to do Arabic Christian book fairs And he also offered me A location for a Christian bookstore And it's amazing Because uh, once I had to sign up Arabic Christian Education Center Two weeks later September 11 happened What a perfect timing mm. Muslims just because of, It says Arabic Christian Education Center Coming to me Yeah. Uh, Americans that they have A heart for Muslims They come to me And the lord started the entire ministry out of that place
2: that is amazing
3: Uh, right after september 11 it turned to a weekly mosque outreach every single friday until today we have multiple teams that we go to the mosques and stand outside the mosques on fridays and talk to muslims about jesus every single friday
2: that's incredible Um, My guest today is Pastor George Saig, his website's ministrytomuslims.com, and what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about what's going on in America with the Muslim population and also how to reach Muslims. I mean, there's amazing things going on that he's going to share that are happening right here in San Diego and all over the country where people are taking uh, the opportunity to share the love of Jesus with um, people that desperately need it. And so um, we're going to be talking about this for about 40 minutes or so. And we've got a couple breaks coming up here. I uh, just got to do a quick commercial break. But we're going to be right back. And um, I hope you'll stay with us and listen to Pastor George.
0: This got to be. Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619 998 Zero nine two four. Learn more at I will on Six one nine nine nine
2: eight zero nine two four. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. And um, if you're interested in learning about Islam and understanding the basics of that, my website, educateforlife.org, has all kinds of stuff that you can learn on Islam. For example, we have two big lessons on Islam, the history of Islam, what they believe, and how best to reach out to them. I've interviewed quite a few people on um, our program about Islam. I've interviewed Daniel Messiah. He is a former Muslim from Egypt who uh, had a supernatural experience um, and uh, came to know Christ and now shares the gospel. I've also had um, a Muslim uh, gentleman who represents CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations, here on the program a while back too. And then I've had a a couple other people that reach out over in the Middle East to to people through the radio, um, reach out to Muslims through the radio. And today we have Pastor George Saig. He is originally from Sudan and uh, gave his life over to Christ at a young age. And now he reaches out to Muslims in America. He's in Orange County currently. His website is ministrytomuslims.com. And Pastor George, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to get your um, perspective on that that this young woman who left america to go be with isis and um she says she was brainwashed she says she was tricked into thinking these things um is this is this something that happens a lot are there uh people that feel like they're drawn into islam or they don't they don't get out and be able to hear other perspectives what is this something common or, or what's going on there
3: the situation of, uh, the part of her leaving to get married to an ISIS person, uh, it's, it's amazing. I know a few ladies, um, uh, including a daughter of a missionary in Europe. Uh, she, she's American, lives in Europe with her parents, and she also was about to leave to Syria to marry one of ISIS leaders. And, um, uh her parents contact us here trying to, uh, they, they were able to stop her in that European country from leaving, but they couldn't hold her anymore because she's 19. She's the same age as yeah, that lady. Yeah. Because th- that's why they're choosing one uh, uh, like the, after the age of 18, because the parents cannot control mm. that individual and it, it was a, a crazy situation, but I know also of another situation in Pomona, California, where a lady, she was about to take her 6 years old son with her to leave to Syria, and she's, she's supposed to be a Christian, married to a Christian man. She wants to leave her husband and take her son and go to Syria. And praise the Lord that they were able to stop her. But there's quite a few situations like that. Um, but uh, Why is it
2: that, I mean, I, I think about it, and I think, how would anybody be compelled to want to join that? What is it that, that's causing them to think to themselves, hey, I want to do this, you know?
3: See, they, when they see the sin of America, they think Islam is holy. They be drawn to the outlook of Islam because they are really ignorant. Because there are what, so many
2: rules the, the, to follow the rules of, yes. of being, like you said, looking holy.
3: It looks from the outside holy. Uh, but they don't, once they go in depth in Islam, they will know what Islam really is. Uh, I interviewed uh, around five, six years ago, around 20 individuals that converted to Islam. And within uh, three to four years, five years, they left. One of them, she, she actually married to a Muslim. She lived as a Muslim for over 15, 15 years. She wrote a great book called Married to Muhammad. Um, it's a really wonderful book to, to read. Um, and they all agreed they were ignorant about what Islam is. Uh, okay. And that's why when they discover what Islam really is, they left. Um, but it's in this situation with this lady, it's so hard to, uh, as a Christian, I am called to trust her to, if she says she repented, I, I, I understand that. Yeah. But as President Trump's position as a leader of this country and the responsibility of the safety of this country in sh- his shoulders i really believe he's doing the right thing Mm. especially knowing in chapter 3 verse 28 of the quran calling muslims to deceive and to lie and to it called taqia to Mm. pretend if they are in time of war which isis they believe we are in time of war if they are in the land of the enemy uh, they are they are permitted to lie and deceive wow Uh, and that's why it's really hard and my prayer that not she just repent from being part of ISIS because that's not good enough. I would yeah. love to see her coming to know Christ as yeah. the Lord and Savior.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. So, you know, um, as far as Muslims in this country, would you say that a large that 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 the Muslims you're, you're reaching out to because you're visiting mosques on a regular basis up in Orange County? Um, you've been doing that for how long now? Uh, since two thousand and one. Wow! Uh, right Every Friday September. you're going to the mosques. Yeah. Now, um, when you go out there and you hand these out, are you standing outside of the doors and giving them flyers or, or just engaging in discussion?
3: Or? We offer, we go to every mosque twice before we go to the next mosque. And every Thursday night we have a prayer meeting. People can join us over the phone to pray with us. Um, and we, the first Friday we go to that mosque, we just offer gospel packages. The package will include the Jesus phone by Campus Crusade twenty four. Uh, 24 languages on one DVD. Wow. Uh, we're dealing with at least 16 Islamic languages. Uh, also, of course, ma- majority of new generation Muslims, they speak English very well. Uh, but also we include Spanish because a lot of Hispanic women converting to Islam marrying to Muslim men. Wow. Uh, this is happening a lot in Santa Ana, California, and other areas.
2: Oh, I had no idea. Why? Why is that? Why are Why are Spanish women converting to Islam?
3: They... they they are being targeted. Uh, the reason, citizenship. Uh, they, it will help Muslims to get citizenship here. But also, out of ignorance, not knowing what Islam really is. Uh, the English, like, it, it's easier for, even though out of ignorance, American women marrying Muslim men too, but Spanish uh, in Spanish, there's not a lot of material or Islamic resources available mm. in Spanish language. To be able the to understand Hispanic women what it is. would be more ignorant about Islam than American women I
2: see what you're saying now um, so um, you know this is really interesting what uh, when you're out the, outside these mosques, is there hostility at all or is it pretty um peaceful Look,
3: uh, i i I am a witness that the majority of Muslims are very nice people, yeah yeah, absolutely very nice people yeah. Uh, but um, very few percentage of Muslims go to the mosque. And this is the serious Muslims about their religion, about pleasing God, about following Allah. Uh, but the liberal Muslims, a lot of them, they don't go to the mosque. Hmm. And uh, th- this liberal nominal, sometimes is maybe they, it seems like they're open to talk yeah, because of their culture, very nice, uh, generous people. They'd love to eat with you and, and talk to you but they're not interested in spiritual stuff as much. The nominal Uh, Muslims. Nominal Muslims. okay. We do go to reach out to them in uh, Arabic festivals, uh, Iranian New Year outreach in Irvine and other places. We meet 50,000, 40,000 of them at each event. But uh, but I'm interested in the Muslims that go to the mosque. Mm. The more religious they are, the closest they are to the truth because they really, they really, think Islam is the way. Mm-hmm. But if they found the truth, they will be following Christ, they will be willing to die for Christ, not carrying a weapons, but carrying the word of God to share mm-hmm. the gospel with their own people. Uh, the majority, when we go to the mosque for the first time ever, a lot of time, even though they live in a free country, they, they think that we are not having the freedom. We should not be. You're not allowed to do to that. To be in say, the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and sometimes they call the police and stuff, but we usually inform the city ahead of time. And the police and the chief of police and city attorney to inform them that we are coming under constitutional right, and we are not coming as a protesters. We our goal is to present Christ. And but even those events, the first time we're going to a mosque, uh, they, maybe they will be yelling at us and stuff. But the same people that will be coming and hugging us, and uh, it's just
2: passionate culture. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, so I, the reason I'm asking is because you know I know we have a mosque. Uh, Right down here in uh, Claremont, and uh, I've thought about that before. Um, so, do you um, do you give people guidance on this? So, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and they're like, "Hey, I, I want some guidance on how do I approach this in a way that's not going to be you know controversial or anything?"
3: Absolutely, um, we yeah. offer free training. We don't charge anything to come to your church, to, and and we never, we will never. Offer any training unless if you are willing to do an outreach. If you want us to come and train your people and take you to your first outreach, uh, we will do it. Uh, absolutely free of charge. I will also be more than happy to cook dinner for you, Middle Eastern food. I'm sold. Okay. I would love to. I would love to. Uh, any church would love to see more. There's fear in the body of Christ. Yes. There's fear of reaching Muslims. And no matter how much I will talk about overcoming the fears, I don't think I would be able to convince you unless if you meet these people face to face. Mm, mm-hmm. They are made in the image of God. They are people just like us. The majority yeah. of them are very kind, very loving, very nice people. Yeah. But fear can stop us. But also the penalty of leaving Islam is death. Yes. We need to understand also they have fear and they have struggles as well.
2: Yes, and I want to talk more about that when we come back. My guest today is Pastor George Saeed. And he has a ministry to Muslims. It's ministrytomuslims.com. And I really encourage you to, to uh, get in contact with him if you are uh, considering doing uh, ministry to Muslims. Um, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to take you up on this, Pastor George. I'm going um, to, because this is something I really want to do. Um, but if that's on your heart, it's it's very needed. Um, like I was saying earlier, the Muslim population in America is growing about 100,000 per year. And what's fantastic about it is we live in a free country, where we get to share uh, truth without being afraid there's no penalty and so um, this is our opportunity where we don't have to go to a middle, middle eastern country where the penalty for sharing your faith is imprisonment or something worse but here in america we have that freedom to share the good news of jesus christ and the love of jesus and uh, people need to hear it so stay with us we're going to be right back just take a quick uh, break uh, for our editors um, a silence break but we'll be right back
0: Bring my need, I will bring my heart Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more at FastLaneSailing.com. 619 619-222-0766.
2: Thank you for being with us today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website's educateforlife.org. You know, I built a whole curriculum. It's an apologetics curriculum I built over 12 years of teaching Christian students at a high school. I I built the curriculum from the ground up because there was nothing available that I could find that was comprehensive, easy to understand, and engaging that I could teach with my high school students. And so what I've done is I put this all on video. Um, It it makes it very, very um, engaging. I actually just recently had um, somebody comment on it saying it was so easy to use and so helpful. They're watching it with their 11-year-old kid and um, preparing them, building a foundation for these young people so that they can go out into the world and they can not be afraid to share their faith. A lot of people are afraid to share their faith because they just don't know what to say. What do I say if somebody wants to, you know, they say, why do you believe the Bible instead of Islam or instead of Buddhism? And they just don't know. And so I built this whole curriculum that answers those hard questions and gives you easy-to-use answers um, so that you can be helped. Check that out if you have time, educateforlife.org. My guest today, Pastor George Saik. his website is ministrytomuslims.com, and he is um, on the street making this happen. This is, there's no, this is not theoretical. He is out there at the mosques sharing the love of Jesus with Muslims. And so, um, Pastor, I wanted to ask you, what um, uh, give us some stories of what happens. How do you go about... Uh, a very um give us a very practical example of sharing your faith with a muslim here you are you're outside the mosque they're coming out
3: and what happens next what do you say just to prepare you if you want to do it um i I encourage you first if this is what god calling you and you have a heart for these people yeah i would like to ask you to pray from all your heart for iraq for syria Pray not just for the Christian brothers and sisters, but pray for the salvation of the Muslims. Mm. Pray for peace for these countries. Pray for one country after one country, Islamic country. Because one of the ways I started my conversation with Muslims, where are you from? They would tell me from Iraq. Oh, I've been praying for your country. Mm. And that one sentence will break walls. They will be so open. You are praying for us? And, and you see that I care about them, and yeah. that's really a, a great door opening I love for that. us uh, I love to that. to talk to them. Uh, but uh, I, I I try to keep it the the gospel message uh, after that, like how how you know if you die today where you're gonna go and stuff like that. I, I bring them to just the average gospel message. The Romans wrote you can use, yeah. use. people think they have to have a special way, magical way to reach out to Muslims is the word of god that we don't need anything else more mm-hmm. than the word of god but we do need to be also equipped in how to defend our faith apologetics people think only apologists only certain people have to be that uh, but no we are all called in uh first peter 3 15 says that to be, to be, for us to be ready to give an answer about the hope that we have to give a defense mm. for what, what we believe and um i see seen a lot of Christians talking to Muslims, and when Muslims raise an objection, they will just the Christians will try to dismiss that objection and say, oh, Jesus loves you, and they want to walk away. Muslims think that Christianity is not worthy for us to stand for. We are not firm in what we believe. We are not standing to—they're very passionate. They yeah. love talking. They yeah. love
2: arguing. They That's love, what I've noticed. Uh, I've yeah. noticed that a lot of Muslims um, are very intellectual in the sense that um, they, they want to have good reasoning— behind why they believe what they
3: believe yeah. and that's why we have to be ready to give them a defense for the trinity defense for uh, the deity of christ J- just one one simple one uh, i seen a lot of young people in our uh, university and colleges converting to islam and i heard some of them went to these lectures by them or they're sharing their testimonies why they became muslims uh, one of them simply they told him show us the word trinity in the bible mm. he couldn't find the word trinity he converted to islam
2: oh my goodness
3: I want you to be ready if you are in a university and college right now. We believe in Trinity, the triune God. Muslims believe in Tawheed. They interpret the word Tawhid as just God is one. Let's say that's fine. I have objection about that, the word, the meaning of the word in Arabic, but let's go with their interpretation. It means God is one. The word Tawheed is not in the Quran. Hmm. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. The word Tawheed is not in the Quran if a Muslim comes to you and tell he, telling you that show me the word Trinity in the Bible, ask him if he will, is ready to become an atheist or agnostic first, because if that's a good reason for you to leave Christianity, then it's a good reason for him to leave Islam. Oh, wow. It's very simple stuff. We can turn the table around and show them the problem. They have worse problems than that.
2: Yeah, I love that. And that, yeah. I mean, that's not real complicated, but you've got to know it, right? You've got to yeah. be able to articulate that. Yeah, I, I, um, there's so many interesting things too about... About that um i heard recently well i i've I've looked into this but that jesus name is mentioned somewhere around 80 or 90 times in the quran Um, by muhammad
3: four or five times yeah yeah and so that's really interesting too that there's amazing things about jesus in the quran but i don't believe he's the same jesus of the bible Mm -hmm. Uh, jesus in the quran is the word of god jesus in the quran is sinless jesus in the quran is with god the only one the quran says that jesus for sure god took him to himself remember God is not in the garden when even even Adam was there. God is not; it cannot enter our universe today. And God is not going to be in the in heaven in paradise one day. But whatever God is, Jesus is. Mm. That's the only one in the Quran says that he is with God right now.
2: Wow. Jesus. Now how do how do how do the Muslims how do people you know you're talking on them outside of the mosque how do they
3: respond to you when you share these kinds of things what what happens? <laughs> it, a lot of times they come to a place where they have no logic. The Quran said it; it have to be true. The Quran yeah. says that Jesus is not God. The Quran says Jesus could not, did not die in the cross. Or there's some kind of uh, conflict about that topic. The crucifixion is not clear in the Quran, but the majority of Muslims interpret it as the Quran reject the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Actually, the Quran, according to the majority of Muslims, God took Jesus and put someone else on the cross. Mm. As a result, he deceived all the people to think that Jesus died on the cross. As a result, he deceived the best followers of Jesus. They went and preached that message and they were killed for it because Allah has deceived them. And that's linked to the verse in chapter 3, verse 54. They deceive the Jews. Allah deceive, and Allah, the best of all deceivers. Allah deceived them by taking Jesus and putting someone else on the cross. Yeah, It's, it's very sad. Yeah. If this God did that, how can I trust him? How can I follow him?
2: Mm.
3: How can I trust a God that even though I saw him by my own eyes being crucified, in front, but he deceived me? I went and preached, if I was one of the disciples, I went and preached that message. I was killed for that message, mm-hmm. and it was a lie because Allah has deceived me. Not until 600 years later, he, Muhammad came to tell us that Allah has deceived us. Does it make sense, my Muslim friend? Yeah. does it make sense. God is not a liar. God will never lie. God will never deceive his. God, in the Bible, he, his plan is for good, not for evil for us. He loves the dwelling among his people. When God in chapter three, Genesis chapter three, when he was asking Adam, Where are you? He's not not knowing where Adam is. He was seeking that conversation, that relationship with us. Mm. In Islam there's no relationship between God and man. Allah is very far away from Distant. us. He's a distance. The be- the closest we can be, he's our master and we are his slave. That's the closest. But in the Bible, God Jesus calling us his what?
2: Yeah. What well, G- Jesus it, it, is our his brother, yes, our brother. His brother, and God is our
3: father. Our father. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is. Focus. Let's focus when we talk to the Muslims about our God, and then they will desire to know Him. We don't need to start with, "Oh, your God is a deceiver" and all that stuff. That's. But you need to know that information. Yeah. But don't share that right away with a the Muslim. They will be offended or something. But let's let's tell them about our God, and they will love to know Him. But as i told you about all these great things about jesus in the quran even though the quran say all these great things i would never give the quran credibility to prove jesus deity what i do i will ask the muslims all the things the quran say about jesus but i bring them another verse where it says jesus is not more than a prophet jesus just like adam i ask them is this make sense to you Mm. he's all these great things he's sinless he's coming back to judge the world only god can judge the world yeah But according to the Quran, Jesus is going to come and judge the world. But why I say he's not the same Jesus? Because he is not more than a prophet. He is not the son of God. If he's not the son of God and he's just a prophet, he's not good enough to die for my sin and your sins. That's right,
2: yeah. And
3: also, if he did not die on the cross, then he cannot rise from the dead. And what the Bible say, our faith will be in vain. Our entire thing is in vain if, if Jesus did not rise from the dead. Then what I showed the Muslims, the contradiction they have about Jesus and tell them and bring them to the Bible and tell them. Let me show you why he is a word of God. Why he is sinless. Why he is coming back to judge the world. Let me show you from the Bible who Jesus really is. Because the Jesus of the Quran is not the Jesus of the
2: Bible. Mm, amen. Well, my guest today is Pastor George Saig, and he has a ministry to Muslims. It's Muslims dot com. If you're interested in going to a mosque or sharing with Muslims or learning how to have these kinds of conversations. You know, um, it's desperately needed. We need more people reaching out to those around them with the love of God. And we're going to talk about a huge thing that's happening here in San Diego, where they're um, making the attempt uh, through through God to reach every home in San Diego. And so, um, we'll talk more about that when we come back, uh, Pastor George. I also want to talk to you when we come back about you know uh, Muslims are afraid to convert because converting out of Islam is death. So. Uh, what do you do in a kind of a situation where somebody actually wants to uh, become a Christian, and yet here they have this fear that, okay, what does this mean for me now that I'm I'm going to leave? So stay with us. We're going to be right back. Today, this is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and uh, if you want to check out my website, it's educateforlife.org. We've got all kinds of recordings of people that I've had the opportunity to interview from all over the world, doing ministry and all uh, all over the place, um, and using uh, what God has done in their life to reach others with the love of Jesus. And my guest today is Bas- Pastor uh, George Saig, and uh, he reaches out to Muslims, and um You know, in the news, there's been a lot in the news recently about a woman who left for ISIS, and she said she made the the biggest mistake of her life, and um, she writes here, this was a letter she wrote to her family. She described her experience in Syria. She said, in my quiet moments, in between bombing, starvation, cold, and fear, I would look at my beautiful little boy and know that I didn't belong here, and neither did he. Um, I would think sometimes of my family, my friends, and the life that I knew, and I realized how I didn't appreciate or maybe even really understand how important the freedoms that we have in America are. I do now. And this is a woman, Muthana, who left at 19 to join ISIS and now is trying to get back into the U.S. um, because uh, she says she made this huge mistake. And I think for each one of us, we don't want to underestimate the freedom that we have, and that if we don't take advantage of those freedoms, those freedoms can disappear. And I think for a lot of uh, Christians, there's a fear of reaching out to Muslims because, oh, what's going to happen to me? Or is my life going to be in danger? Or is somebody going to be hostile towards me? But the, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't u- use your freedoms, you lose your freedoms. And in America today, we have the freedom to be able to go down to the beach to share the gospel, to go out in front of a mosque, to go to the local mall, and uh, this is something that has to happen in American churches. The churches have to get involved in evangelism. They have to get a, wake up and begin to get out of the church doors and start reaching their communities for Christ. And uh, a lot of churches are doing that, but a lot of churches aren't. And so I just want to encourage you. Um, I hope that God is touching your heart as you're we're listening to Pastor uh, George here share um, about this ministry. So, Pastor George, I wanted to ask you, what happens when you know how have you seen people come to christ outside of the churches um mosques i'm sorry outside of the mosques um and and how does that go when there's so much fear involved
3: in leaving islam uh the process of muslims coming to christ it can take years Uh, there's a lot of fear involved and also the only unforgivable sin in islam is includes to believe in jesus as god Satan wanted to make sure that they would not come to him and accept him as the Lord and Savior of the life. Yeah. What is essential to our salvation is the unforgivable sin in Islam, which is shirk to believe in multiple gods. But their understanding of the triune God, the Trinity, as a multiple gods, because not just their misunderstanding, but the Allah of the Quran, the God of the Quran, is misunderstanding the Trinity as well mm. uh, by saying that. muhammad he put a conversation between god and jesus allah telling jesus did he tell the people to take you and your mother to god's beside me he included mary as part of the trinity not the holy spirit and also the quran says say not three and also there's tons of verses attacking the deed of christ the sonship of jesus this is the most unforgivable sin in islam to believe that jesus is god except the work of jesus christ on the cross uh, and that's why it's very slow process but praise god the burden is not in our shoulders is yeah in jesus christ he took care of it on the cross yeah he took care of it and the only one can open their hearts is the work of the holy spirit is for us to be available for us to share the gospel message for us to pray for them and let the lord to do the work because many muslims coming to christ through dreams and visions mm. the majority of muslims coming to christ dreams vision but also about persecution is always persecution is always from the day that of the disciples to today always persecution. But Jesus told us what to carry our cross. That's right. And follow Him. Jesus He told us that in the world we're going to be uh, persecuted. You're going to have tribulation, but we have to trust He overcome mm-hmm. the world.
2: Blessed are you when you're persecuted for My name's sake too. Amen. And right.
3: And the more persecution, the more. People coming to know christ across the islamic world 2015 there was a lot of persecution in syria and iraq and other places the most year that we have christians being killed for their faith is 2015 but also 2015 is the most year that we see muslims coming to know christ as a lord and savior wow when a muslim know who christ really is as i said earlier they will be willing to die for Christ, not, mm. carrying, not killing people, not carrying bombs, not carrying the sword, but carrying the word of God, mm. sharing the gospel with their own people. I, I don't like it when Muslims, um, we're trying to give them a way out, that you, you follow Christ, but you don't have to call yourself a Christian. There's something called the common word between us. There's uh, something called common ground, insider movement, mm. uh, removing the Son of God out of the Bible to make Muslims happy. I don't follow any of that. We need to preach the gospel as it is. We have absolutely no authority to change the word of oh, God. No. And they will follow Christ when they are called, when, mm. when the Holy Spirit opened their heart, when they see who Christ really is yeah. and what he's done for them. They will come to know him yeah. as the Lord You
2: know, it's interesting because I actually met a, a Muslim guy. I was t- talking to him. At a. I was actually at an open house on a Sunday, and this um, guy walked in, and he, he had a really strong accent. And um, I said, oh, where are you from? And he, he told me, I can't remember now offhand where it was. Was Iran or Iraq? And, and I immediately asked him, oh, are you Muslim? And he said, no, I'm a Christian. And I said, really? I said, he said, I used to be a Muslim, but I'm a Christian today. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I, said I, I know that it's hard for a Muslim to leave Islam and become a Christian. I said, was it hard for you? He said to me, it's the hardest thing I ever did in my whole life. He said, I lost my entire family. They all disowned me. And, uh, you know, he looked very distraught over it. And I, and I said, was it worth it to you? And he said, it was the best decision I ever made in my life. And uh, that would just spoke volumes about what you're saying, too, is that he said that it's everything. It's truth. It's God's love. Um, I'm freed from that bondage of being tied to I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And that, the constant um, pressure of trying to meet these impossible expectations and so uh, it's pretty amazing.
3: Yeah. They, they are, when they come to know Christ as the Lord and Savior, they, like I have a couple of people, they come and ask me, do I have to tell people? I tell them, you don't have to tell them, but what if they ask you? Jesus said, if you deny me in front of people, I would deny you in front of my Father. Mm. But the same individual that was, they were asking me that, when they came to know Christ, they couldn't shut their mouths. They start telling everybody about yeah, Jesus. Yeah. How can they find Jesus and keep him secret? No, How can they? No. And the thing is,
2: too, is that these people are living in bondage. They're living in—you um, know, I was reading a, an article quite a while back in the New York Times talking about the incredible— uh, there was a high suicide rate among mu- Muslim women they were talking about. And not too long ago, two young girls here in America actually killed themselves because they were going to be sent back to the Middle East— they were uh teenage girls they were sisters and it's bar it's horrible what happened they they purposely duct taped themselves together and threw themselves into the river and because they didn't want to go back to the middle east wow. and it just shows that um the bible is very clear that people have been taken captive by the devil and uh islam and you know muslims the people are not
3: the enemy uh the, the devil teaching. yeah the, the teaching, teaching of the quran is yeah. our problem yeah I I don't see a Muslim can be 100% following the Quran and be also a peaceful American citizen. I I don't see that. But praise God, the majority of Muslims are very bad Muslims. They don't follow the teaching of the Quran. (laughs) They don't follow the teaching of the Quran. But I really encourage... Uh, the Christian community to reach out to these people. What an amazing opportunities yeah. we have. For example, if you go to Saudi Arabia as an engineer or doctor, you have to sign a document. You cannot take your own Bible with you. Wow. But we have over hundred thousand Saudi Arabian students in our campuses, in universities and colleges across America. What an opportunity we have to share the gospel message with these mm. people. What an opportunity. We, we don't have to go to the Middle East. They are here. Yeah. During the summer, they come for, for vacation, and they're going to go back. You never know again if they're going to hear the gospel message
2: mm. or not. Amen.
3: Just one small story. A friend of mine, she was at the Arabic Festival in Dearborn, Michigan, in 2006, and she was wearing a cross. And a Muslim lady, she saw that cross. She tried to communicate with my friend Deborah. She couldn't. She brought her daughter to translate. She said her job in Yemen was to break rocks and to get the smaller rock out of that big rock and to polish it and make it a jewelry. But one day she broke a rock, and that's 10 years prior to that conversation. She found a smaller rock. It looked like a hill with a cross mark on it. She kept it for 10 years. She did not know what that cross meant. Wow. She did not know. She kept it for 10 years. But that day she insisted that the next day Deborah would meet her. She brought the, the, the rock with her. When Deborah saw that rock with the cross on it, she started crying. The Muslim lady really wanted to know why you are crying and her daughter was translating. Deborah said, Jesus said, if my people did not cry out, the rocks will cry out. Jesus did not find someone in Yemen to tell you about him. He let the rock to cry out to you. She kept it for 10 years. She knew there's a message behind it, but not until that day when she heard the gospel message. That's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. He, he doesn't need us. He can let the rocks to cry out. But what an honor that he's willing to use us mm. to reach out to those our neighbors, the doctors. The engineers, the people that in our city, everywhere we can see in Anaheim. Just go and In San Diego here, the Somali community. In my entire life, I met only one Somali Christian. One Somali Christian. She lives in Anaheim. That's the only one I know. We have thousands and thousands of them in San Diego here. What an opportunity to reach out.
2: Pastor George, um, we're we're almost out of time here, but um, tell our listeners about... um, what's going on with reaching um, all the homes in, in San Diego and so forth. Ye-
3: yesterday at uh, lunchtime, we had a meeting with over um, 200 people from 75 different churches. It was really awesome. Uh, a ministry partner of our ministry called a Christ for All Peoples, uh, they've been partnering with Campus Crusade in producing the Jesus film in big quantity, and we've been using it for the last uh, 17 years at the mosque outreach. Uh, it's just awesome uh, tool is the gospel of Luke is just the word of God as it is as a movie. Yeah. Uh, and this DVD, one DVD has three movies, one for children, one directed for women, one the regular one. And it's in eight languages. They get to choose the language. They want Arabic or English or Spanish or Chinese or French or uh, Vietnamese. It's just an awesome opportunity uh, t- just to give them the word of God And this ministry now, partnering with many Christian businessmen across America, they paid already for 60 million packages, the Jesus DVD, the four spiritual law. They give you the bags you hang on doorknobs, and you just include your invitation to your church. Even the shipment is free all the way to your church. We also give you the maps for your zip codes printed and ready, you can cover every single house. One person from your church, within two hours on a Saturday, you can cover a hundred homes. One individual. If each family does it as a family, they can reach out to their zone. We can reach every single house in the United States. Let's focus in San Diego here. If you want to join us, simply just text message me your name, the zip code that you want to sponsor or I'm not talking about financially but just yeah, to yeah. take over yeah, yeah. that uh, zip code with your church and and you go door to door yeah. and give out the invitation. And what exciting me about this, by covering every home, we are reaching every Muslim for yeah. Christ. We are reaching every Buddhist for Christ. We're reaching every atheist for Christ. We're reaching every American for Christ. Every individual, legal or illegal, everyone gonna be reached with the gospel Amen. message. Amen. Uh, this is awesome opportunity. My cell phone number is seven one four three nine one. 0463 714 391 0463. Also in our website ministrytomuslims.com if you go there in the tab it say reach USA a small form if you just want to fill out that the shipment will be there in a week for you you can reach out to your people but also I would like I am in Anaheim California area but in June 6 to the 13 we have a whole week of outreach we're looking for 15 teams of 7 people if your church would like to send 7 people we equip them to be ready to reach out to Muslims we will also during that week we will have every single day outreach including one of the days we're going to come to Al Cajon we're going to visit refugees inside their homes we eat with them we Share the gospel with them. We're going to have a mosque tour in... Uh, somewhere in Orange County, where we'll have discussion with the imam inside the mosque. We will have, on you know, Friday, a mosque outreach in Garden Grove. We're standing outside, thousands of people there. We're going to be going and having women a party, Muslim Christian women visit Muslim women. They're going to have Hindu party, which is like a temporary tattoos, but they get to share the gospel with them. Uh, we're going to have amazing stuff, including the Islamic Festival in Anaheim. Thousands of people will be there. We're going to be sharing the gospel with them. It's a whole week. We need you with us. If you would like to send your youth group or older people, anyone, we would love to partner That's with you. That's June 13th through the
2: 16th. June 6th to the 13th. June 6th to the 13th. And then um, they can find out more information on your website, right? The upcoming event is right there in the okay, website. Okay, fantastic. Ministrytomuslims.com. Pastor George Saig. say your number one more time, Pastor George. 714
3: 391
2: Fantastic! You know what? Uh, this has been a huge blessing to have you on the program. Thanks for being here.
3: Thank you so much. Absolutely. I always love this opportunity. This is awesome to meet you again, Absolutely. brother. Absolutely. Yeah. So say much. goodbye to everybody. God See bless you guys. guys. Out there. Thank Spread you. Spread the
2: word, please. Share this video and um, let's uh, reach Muslims and everybody else for Christ.
0: Amen. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb, but for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800 243